Before we start this pod, I wanted to say that Connor and I recorded this the day after George Floyd's murder, and we did not speak about it. I hope everyone is safe and understands how important this movement is. If you would like to hear more about that, please listen to the podcast with Vince and Layla that was recorded on Monday. It's been great to see members of the Dodgeball family come together and support Black Lives Matter, and hope we can all be together soon. Without further ado, here's the podcast I recorded with Connor Liu. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bosch. Tonight, I have Connor Liu with us from Heat and Dope. Dope uh, and Hive. And Hive. So, Connor, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Connor Liu. I play for Heat for Open, No Sing, and Foam, and I also play Koa No Sing for Hive. And uh, what number do you wear and why? I play with double zero, both for code and open. It's just like my first number growing up and playing sports. Mm-hmm. So just kind of stuck with me. I only ask because I know you're double zero and I have a whole thing about, uh, I hate how people in dodgeball wear zero seven or zero five. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. not a real number. Like the only <laughs> acceptable number to have a zero in front of is another zero. Um, so I think it's funny that people in dodgeball. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I guess, just to start, you know, I guess everyone in quarantine, how is that affecting you? Have you seen anyone from dodgeball? Are you hanging out with anyone in dodgeball because of, like, doing quarantine games or anything like that? I mean, we've had a few heat Zoom calls, and then we did one with Hive as well. Mm-hmm. And then I joined a few uh, of the WS Rec League. They host them, mm-hmm. like, weekly, so Markel runs those. So I joined a few of those. They're fun, though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's any way to be able to try to keep in touch with everybody and Doswell's such a tight knit community. Like it's nice to be able to see everybody and hang out with people. I've been doing the, the poker with That's people sure. online. So it's nice to be able to at least uh, have some sort of connection with people outside of your family. Mm-hmm. How long have you been playing Doswell? About seven years. And so you've been playing Doswell seven years. So you've just been playing rec basically for the last seven years. Well, last I've, I've, seven years I've until played, last year. Well, yeah. Like, I played rack for a bit, basically six. And then the first time I ever really played, like, competitively, I guess you'd say, is when um, Vince and Nate invited me to play with Doom. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just grew from there with Vince. And how was it playing with Doom? Did you, like, did you know of Doom and, like, Doom's reputa- reputation? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, they win, right? So yeah. it's nerve-wracking to play with them. But I learned a lot from playing with them and seeing how they operate and shit. Like, where it's a, actually a funny story about that. Of I thought they were really serious in their huddles and stuff. And what I realized is that they mess around the entire time during their huddle. And it's mm-hmm. incredible because of how much they win, right? You would think they'd be talking all strategy, strategy the whole time and stuff like But, like, they're messing with each other. Yeah. Where, like, but it kind of shows you why like how strong their team chemistry is and friendships are, right? Mm-hmm. That it echoes to producing the game, you know? Yeah, I think that was like one of the things I realized in that Rise Doom podcast. It's like Doom is a tight-knit like, team and knows what everyone's going to do, whereas Rise is a regimented team and everyone does what 
they do to win. And it's just two different ways of, of running a team to get sort of basically the same results. But it's just interesting how two different teams can be so competitive yeah. that way, but also, you know, run it totally different, which was interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Did you look up to those guys playing like, you know, you played in rec leagues in California. I'm sure you played those guys before, right? Like, of course, like, right? Like, I, I played against them prior. And uh, looking up to them, like, yeah, because they, they, they win, I guess. But it's more or less of a thing of the way they took on the game, mm-hmm. right? That they were able to go against Rise when they were so dominant for an extended period of time mm-hmm. that they were able to build a team up to dethrone them, more or less, you know? Yeah, definitely. And so they brought you into competitive dodgeball, but who brought you into dodgeball just in general? Like, how did you find dodgeball? Um, there's this guy from L.A. Uh, he, his younger brother actually was my brother's best friend. And then just one random day, they were just like, hey, come sub for dodgeball. And I ended up going, and it was fun for the most part, whatever. And then I just kind of continued to keep playing because my brother was – really really into it mm-hmm. yeah and your brother doesn't play he doesn't play competitive um he doesn't play anymore he doesn't play anymore yeah gotcha. he used to but like he doesn't play anymore i guess that guy is what you would consider your dodge father and then vince and nate would be your dodge fathers in competitive dodgeball i guess something like that <laughs> <laughs> um how did you feel like the transition from from like rec league to competitive was um i think it's more of a I liked it more because of how serious everyone else took it, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, you have people in rec or certain tournaments that some people take it for fun, others take it for sport, right? Where I always enjoy the competitive aspect of it, right? And when I went to Elite, that was the first time I've ever seen everyone in the gym being 100% serious about they're trying to win. Yeah. Like, whatever it may be, whatever it takes, like, they want to win. And... I loved everything about that. So did you grow up playing sports? Uh, yeah, no. So I started playing uh, sports, obviously, when I was younger with mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, soccer, stuff like that. And then I transitioned into just baseball and basketball when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And how do you so, – I mean, it's clear how ba- how baseball transitions. Obviously, you've yeah. got an amazing arm. Clearly, you – Probably put like that. shortstop or pitcher or something along the lines where you yeah, threw a pitch. lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could tell just because you watch it, you can see like you throw from like seven different arm angles. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely, you know how to make the ball move. Like clearly you had done something at the higher level than just like, I throw a ball every once in a while. Yeah. I appreciate um, that. I was watching some of your videos today. It's like sometimes when you watch, you know, when you get the side angle of dodgeball, you don't see mm-hmm. how much the ball moves. But someone was filming directly behind you and you're you're dropping the ball like eight inches, ten inches here and there on people. And it's like those shots are the best because they're just like people are like, oh, he missed, and then boom, smacks him in the face or something like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, but how do you think basketball tra- helped you transition? Like, I, I think the nature of the game is so fast paced, right? Mm-hmm. Where it it makes you adapt quickly to any situation, like as well as footwork and the way you your natural reaction to things it, it makes you be able to make the right choices at the right time if that makes sense yeah i think you yeah, have definitely basketball footwork definitely helps but like 
just quickness and, and ability to react to things quickly also is I think also really helpful yeah. in basketball. Uh, you played sports growing up. Uh, at what point did you stop playing baseball and basketball? Um, like I, at a competitive level. I actually tore my rotator cuff my senior year and uh, ended up not being able to play. Okay. And that was at this. It was at the uh, alumni game, so it was at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So just kind of stopped there. Game. Yeah, where it just kind of stopped there. So. And have you had? Lost. I guess you must have had surgery then, right? Uh no, I didn't. You never had I surgery. Did, I didn't like. I didn't throw. You know, I just stopped yeah. throwing. I just from that day forward, I just stopped throwing for basically two years, and then started playing dodgeball. Right. And so when you started throwing a dodgeball, did, did you have pain from it or did you just change when your I, arm? Did you change the way you threw or? I don't throw a dodgeball the same way I throw a baseball. So it's not over. It's, it's, you don't go overhand. Exactly. Well, I, I, I don't. Over. Exactly. Like my middle finger would not be on top of the ball when I throw. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Where? So that's why you throw a lot more sidearm. Exactly. With that and, you know, I, to, I believe movement is more important than velocity. Oh, you also have velocity too to behind. <laughs> so, how fast a pitcher were you? How fast could you throw a, pit, a ball when you were a pitcher? I was scraping nineties. Scraping nineties. Yeah, my senior year I was scraping nineties. And were you going to play college baseball? That was a hope. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. That's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how one little thing can can change things so quickly. Yeah. Um. So you said the first competitive tournament you played in was a little doom, right? Um, no, the, actually the first, well, like what most would consider competitive, I guess like the first tournament in general would be like, I played one of the birds okay. in LA um, with the same guys that brought me in, like my brother's friends. And it was fun, you know, like I saw a good mix of competition and just genuine fun that made me really, really enjoy the sport. And those were, were that elite, was that elite players there or that was just mostly like LA social players? I think it's, a mix, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's guys from WeHo, guys from WDS, guys from wherever, right? Like, just everyone thrown together, but it's a fun time. So are you WDS only? Are you, like, loyal only to WDS, or you play WeHo, no. you play? You um, play? I've never been invited to play WeHo, but... Uh, wow, Jake, that's like a shot at Jake, I feel like. <laughs> like, uh, but, like, I played WeHo tournaments, but, like, the leagues in th- themselves, I have not played any of the leagues, but... I'm not WDS exclusive. Gotcha. <laughs> Going back to that first tournament that you played with Doom, um, like what do you remember about playing that tournament and just being like, was there anything you were just not ready for, Come, like transitioning from rec to, to that, or you had felt like you stepped in and you felt like you were competitive right from the bat, right from the jump? I think it was a mentality thing, right, where I thought they would be kind of like how sports were for me growing up, right? no fun all business right mm-hmm. it's about winning this that whatever where that's how it always was for me to for any competitive sport that i played mm-hmm. but they actually were enjoying themselves they were messing around they were you know yeah as well as competing and it, it took me off guard for sure you know but it was enjoyable for sure i guess that's really about who you played with hypothetically you played with a different team you might have you might not have felt the same thing you might not have felt the same joy about dodgeball, but how much fun they were having. And maybe you wouldn't have enjoyed yourself, I guess, as much as well. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Like I always wanted to play with 
the people I ended up uh, meeting initially in dodgeball, mm-hmm. but like we just weren't able to form a certain team or get enough heads together or whatever it may be. But I think going from rec to playing with doom for like the first big tournament, it was a giant step, but it was fun. So you've, you and your friends have thought about joining like elite tournaments at other points. It just never really came together. Yeah, no. And, and most of them have all played elite prior, right? Like they've all, they all jumped into elite way before I did. So who are these, who are the other players? Like Kyle, um, okay. Kyle Tomasov, Aaron, mm-hmm. okay. um, Emmy, okay. Ania, right? Like a lot of the people that I was accustomed to playing with and felt very, very comfortable playing with. Yeah. They've all, they all played elite prior to me ever joining. So you're the last one to come. Yeah. Which is why I feel like, I guess to me, you seem like a new player, but you're actually in a weird way, kind of an old LA player. I mean, seven years deep playing competitive, you know, rec competitive, but not competitive yeah. travel competitive. Where I think like just playing in, in the West, right. You, you see these players cause they'll play, Right, whether it be the Fit Expos or mm-hmm. Halloween tournament, like you see these players, yeah, play. So it's just you kind of become accustomed to the level that they bring it at, you know. Yeah, and the West is also just much, much more uh, accustomed to traveling for tournaments than like mm-hmm. I think any other. Re- like, you know, certain regions have player teams, players that will travel a lot, but I feel like for the most part, like the West just travels everywhere. Yeah, and will play dodgeball no matter what. Yep. Um, so after your first year in elite, um, how did you feel like you were like welcomed into the community? I guess in the West, you were already sort of known there was not really like a huge transition for you. I guess there's some teams you didn't know, but yeah, no, like I didn't really know who I was playing against mm-hmm. when it came outside of the region, but when it came to playing the West, it felt somewhat familiar. You know, yeah. certain people are playing with certain people that I'm not really used to, but it was it was an easy transition in that sense. But yeah. when it came to other regions and stuff, I didn't know who was good, who wasn't. I, you know, yeah, just kind of went with it. Yeah, it helps playing on teams like uh, Heat and Dope and <laughs> playing with Doom. Everyone there sort of knows everybody and was able to say, hey, Connor, watch out for this person. Or, yeah. Get used to that person or this person's a catcher, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, different than sure. coming in with your own team and just being like, uh, yeah. who are we playing? Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely nice. Did you feel like you were welcomed into the community? I mean, for the most part, right, where it, it's it's a competitive sport, mm-hmm. more or less, right, where I think that everyone wants to win, you know? Yeah. And it's just, I don't take anything personally, you know? <laughs> it's just, definitely. it is what it is. Yeah, I think, you know, some people for, sort of feel like, I, th- I think sometimes forget, people forget that this sport is like, you are throwing balls as hard as you can to other people. Your object is to get the other person out. And, you know, there's going to be some hurt feelings here and there. But, you know, in the long run, it's a sport and we all have fun and we can all joke yeah. about, about it afterwards. But on the court, the, you know, you might get a little heated here and there. Absolutely. So it's nice to hear people have like the same sort of feeling about it. Yeah. At this point, after your first year, what would you say, like, do you feel like there's a moment that you had that people would know you for? 
I'd probably say round one for no scene co-ed mm-hmm. was probably the moment that the coming out moment. Up. yeah where it was my first time like playing extremely well like it was obviously my first elite my first finals in elite and i feel like i produced pretty well and um was a substantial part of why we had so much success that we did and it kind of yeah. echoed that you know? yeah it helps also having vince on your team who's always recording and posting and putting up videos of highlights and stuff like that so like oh, yeah <laughs> So I, I definitely was like, oh, who's this guy? Like, this guy's pretty amazing. He's never played. It's like, oh, just another West Coast player that's come out of nowhere. But it's definitely cool to see. Yeah, Vince is a boy. <laughs> um, at this point, what would you say your, your peak moment of dodgeball is? Um, I'd have to say my peak moment would probably be round three. Um, when we were able to get through, like, in round robin, we did not great right um we came out like ninth seed or something Mm -hmm. so we had to fight through it to to be able to win that and we had probably the hardest lineup that i've seen thus far right of um there was anarchy thieves crisis rise like we had to get through a lot of great teams Right to in order to win that, especially from going from such a weak round robin to being able to get it together, I think it makes it really, really special. Did you feel like there was a moment in that? Was there a reason why you guys didn't play well in round robin and suddenly you played better in the in tournament in the in playoffs? Was it just the seven game format that you guys fits you guys better? Or I mean, I don't know if it's. I really don't know what it was. You know, like it was just a thing of when playoffs comes when playoff came like we just turned it on you know so you guys ended up winning round three and yeah. that's in no sting mm-hmm. that was open no sting or co-ed no sting? Open, open no sting yeah i don't play for heat oh you play yeah you play dope yeah, yeah and that was that the first round you would have won you had ever won uh so i won co-ed uh round one open round two and then open round three Oh, wow. Yeah. Just look at all the rounds you won in your first year. Unfortunate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely play a good team. To be on the team that I'm at. Um, so what are you looking forward to in the coming year? Like what's your what's the next peak that you would like to accomplish? Personally and team goals kind of stuff. I mean, I'd love to win nationals, you know? Mm-hmm. National no sing, I would love that. Beyond that would be making USA, you know. You'd like to play on on the USA team? I think it'd be an experience, and I would like to be a part of it Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I like to play at the highest level, and if I'm good enough to do that, then so be it, right? But we'll see. (laughs) That's cool. Did you – you didn't get nominated to try out last year. Did you even put your name in the hat to even get – I actually did. Yeah. yeah, no, I I put my name in for the combine and I wasn't invited. Was last year. Yeah. So that's Mark's fault that he didn't select you. Wait, was that? Sorry, that's Mark. That's Mark's fault. He's the he's the head of the West Coast selection. <laughs> Something team. like that. Do you feel like you you model your game after any players? Are there like attributes you like to try to take from other people? I think everyone's game is inspired off of everyone else. You know, like I think certain people see 
certain thing that works for someone and they will adapt it to their own play style and utilize it to fit their needs and their abilities. Right. And Mm -hmm. I do the same. I, I don't believe I play like anyone else, but I also believe everyone gets inspired by everyone else's play style. Um, are there anybody, anybody like in specific that you would say, like you like the way they play things like that? I mean, people in particular, like I love the way that Nate holds corner. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe he just that high press, that high press. Yeah, and and he's able to adapt. Like, mm-hmm. I believe he's very very good at reacting to uncomfortable things happening to him. Right, where like he might anticipate a high throw and he'll be able to bring his ball down fast enough to block it low. Yeah, right where. It's, it might just be a Nate thing. It might just be like, you know, it might be positioning, whatever it may be. But like, I do like to study the way people move and how they take the game on. Mm-hmm. And there's always something to learn from everyone, right? Well, yeah, you and Nate also have, sim- I mean, it's, you and Nate have similar body types mm-hmm. uh, and you move similarly on the court. Just really ripped, right? Exactly. Just super ripped, like stocky, ripped, just jack dudes. Uh, <laughs> But just like you're both sort of, you always have like sort of lankier body types that that uh, move interesting on the court, and I feel like you both have like this ability to drop and get super flat, get you know, get up, get over balls. Um, yeah, which is you know makes you both very difficult to hit. Um, so do you watch people on film? Have you gotten to the point where you're like watching film, um, and adapting, and trying to yeah, weaknesses like- on players? Yeah, no, like for sure. But like, I, to be honest with you, I really watch my own team's film Mm -hmm. just to see the mistakes I make and how to properly correct them. Yeah. But like watching other teams film to like see what they do, I don't really do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you guys, I know Heat is super analytical. I know Sean and Tyler like break down every play and they keep stats for every single thing. And I know they have like certain algorithms about you know what's a correct play and all that kind of stuff so you watch all that stuff for them and you guys break all that stuff down together or is that just something that they sort of send out to you guys and you guys watch it on your own well um sean records everything um i know tg does most of the stats and stuff where it's not something we do as a group but if he does let it out to us and you know so we could see where we're at whether it be accuracy or hit percentage or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? And but, do they send you plays where they're like, you should, you know, you should think about pressing here. You should, you know, is that kind of stuff that you guys work on as a team? Or is it more just individual, like, I feel like I should be doing this more here. I should be. I, I think more or less, like, situationally, right? It will be, if there's corrections that need to be made, they'll be voiced in real time, mm-hmm. not pro- or not after, if that makes sense, where they we won't go over film and be like, you know like, Connor, you should have done this, this, and this instead of that, that, and that, right? Yeah. Where it, it's just more beneficial to do it in when it matters, right? Mm-hmm. So. And so you play mostly middle with them. You mm-hmm. play middle also with dope as well? Um. 
I think it's more of a filler, right? Of I didn't always just play middle. I used to play left corner, mm-hmm. any corner, to be honest with you. But do you feel like that's more like your your best natural position? Um, at this point now, no. I I believe in the middle. I can. I'm the most valuable, like on heat, and when it comes to the code teams, where I I feel comfortable there now. Where mm-hmm. when I first started playing with them, I didn't. Yeah, and it took me a while to be able to adapt to that and understand how to throw from the middle, right? Where your point of view is completely different from throwing from the left corner or the right corner. Well, especially with left corner where you have like the sideline behind you, you know, you got yeah. nothing else but anything in front of you. No, uh, absolutely. So yeah, it's definitely a, a change of perspective where you're in the middle and now balls can come from you know, three yeah. different angles at you, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely, it's jarring at the beginning when you're not used <laughs> to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say from like an outsider's perspective, you would never like guess that you that wasn't where you naturally played all the time. Yeah, no, like with Doom was the first time I ever played middle. Like ever playing dodgeball. Like it yeah. was yeah. So how did you how was your your first nationals experience? How did that treat you? Um, I like I think it really inspired me, resonated with me that how many people care about dodgeball right like yeah. it, it was very very cool to, me like to see that many people in one area and taking it that serious for just dodgeball right mm-hmm. because you tell any person that doesn't play dodgeball that you do that it's kind of like you have to have an explanation of why or what it is yeah but it was very very cool for me to see how many different people play dodgeball that i had no idea did right like so that was very very um cool for me to see yeah i know that my first experience as well is like you sort of know it and you sort of know there's all these other people but until you sort of see it and you're standing in front of like you know 700 people Mm -hmm. that have flown in from all around the country yeah to play this game that it's a game that you love like we all love yeah um it's really it's fun to actually see it in person and see it in yeah, that no, grander sure. scale. Um, what was your your favorite memory from Nationals? Uh, my favorite memory from Nationals? I don't know. I, I guess just being there, right? Like experiencing what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, we unfortunately fell short of what I was anticipating with Dope and with Heat. Mm-hmm. But the experience of being there and seeing how many people care about the sport that a lot of people don't take seriously is very, very special. Yeah. So was that your toughest moment of last season, losing with with both those teams? I would say so, for sure. Because you guys, Heat made it to the semis? Yeah. Um, Open? Yeah, to the semi. Yeah, with Crisis. And Dope, you guys lost in the semis as well? I have no idea when Dope lost. We lost. What I remember is Dope won uh, in both the tournaments in which you weren't on their team. So maybe there was a reason why they were winning and losing. I'll play a point five. <laughs> uh, is there any reason why you don't play a point five? Is it just too much stress on your shoulder? I'm just never an interest to. Like it just seems too slow. And you're not going to even. Tr- you're not even going to. You're not even going to try it anymore. I've, I played it before. I played it at the classic in uh, San Diego. 
Yeah. Uh huh. He's not gonna do it next season. I don't think he needs another eight point five guy. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would take you. Can't do that. No. I don't know. Um. So your feeling on eight point five is it's really just too slow. It, or you just don't enjoy the. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's easy or yeah. like it's it's just a different type of game, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I focus so much on nosing, and nosing translates pretty well to foam. Mm-hmm. Where 8.5 is a completely different game. Yeah. And also, to be blatantly honest, I see 8.5 kind of dying. So why would I even risk my you know, getting hurt or whatever it may be to learn the game if it's going to fade. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it definitely doesn't seem to be taking, it only, it's only played here. So yeah. Um, of the, of the four ball types, clearly 8.5 and I'm guessing cloth are your least two favorites. Those are my absolute favorites. What? No, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. No, like, but yeah. Have you even tried? Have you tried? Yeah, ball? no. I, I, I for sure. I've never thrown a cloth ball. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy. I enjoy foam just as much as I enjoy nosing. Just different release stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the pace of the game and stuff like that are very, very similar. I have enjoy fast paced games. Have you played WDBF rules with a bigger yeah. court and the and the 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 small the, the longer throw line? Yeah, eight point five. I mean, then yeah. No so that's how Tyler hosts his tournaments. Okay, so you his play NDI in and his uh, Tribune tournament. Mm-hmm. They would play at those lengths. And how do you like that that court style and those rule and that rule length? So. I think the games are way too long, but you know, and I think the courts are a little bit too long as well. But it's just me, you know. <laughs> so you don't like the time format. Versus like time, an actual actual yeah. game length. Yeah, you know? I, I I think the time format's a little bit too long. Yeah, I think cut it by fifteen, and I think it keeps that competitive competitive edge on there, right? Of the press, yeah, that you feel like you're rushing consistently, versus a team can go up <laughs> by two games and just sit. Yeah, I think that's you my know? I think that's my biggest problem with the time game is just the the idea that you can just sort of kill the clock. Yeah, just slow the game down to the point where like, oh, we won, mm-hmm. we won three one because we just never threw the ball like towards the end of the game. Yeah, for uh, sure. No, I'm not. I've never played in those tournaments, so I have no idea that it, that's the way it seems to me. And I feel like that's what always ha- seemed to happen in UDC as well. It'd be like, oh, we're up four guys and yeah. they've got two, and there's two seconds left. Let's just not throw the ball anymore. It's just it's sort of sad that that's the way the games end, as opposed yeah. to a team actually winning. It's yeah, just, I win because the game ends. <laughs> um, did you ever play trampoline dodgeball or um yeah the only time I did is uh I was I got invited by Vincent Day to come to Van Nuys and help him practice. Mm-hmm. I went out there like one or once or twice. Mm-hmm. But that's the only real experience I've had with that. How did you enjoy that? It was fun. It was tiring. It's a different release because of you know having to compensate for the Exactly. Having to compensate for the dip of the trampoline and stuff like that, but yeah. it was fun. Yeah, it's cr- it's definitely much more of a it can be much more of a workout until you're used to it, I feel like. 
Oh yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, unfortunately I feel like that, that one's gone too. So yeah. If you had your choice of being able to play in another region, where would you want to play? Like besides your home region? Like if you go anywhere, logistics not an issue. Like the only place I could think of is what well, wasn't a tournament or wasn't a round scheduled in Oceanside, round one west. It was like in Oceanside or something, right? Right next know. to San Diego. Maybe it it was literally right next to where I live. Like I would love it for it to be there so I can not drive at all. <laughs> to be plainly honest, like <laughs> that's funny. Um, so you have no like aspirations to try to play like in the south or the north or other regions? Not really. No. <laughs> You're West Coast so you die? Yeah, I guess. Something like that. <laughs> Born and raised. If I were to say for you to pick your, your West All-Star team, who would you pick and who would you put on that West All-Star team? I I'll, mean, give you, I'll let you have two alternates so you can pick eight players. We're talking about girls, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. All right. I'd say um, – Right, Kiki, Karina, Emmy, Ashley Cook, Rodia. Do they have six or five? Six. Is this all is you? I think you just named what the four players of dope, three players from dope, four players uh-uh. from dope. Uh uh-uh. uh. I thought Ashley, Ashley, Ashley Cook is the only one that plays for dope. I thought Emmy played for dope as well. Emmy doesn't play for dope. Okay. Yeah. Plays for Shade. She plays for Shade. Emmy can, Emmy can say who she plays for if she wants to. Yeah. She plays for Shade for Koa. Yeah. Last year. But yeah, no, that would be my six or that'd be my six also. Um Oh and Azalea. Azalea would be my six. Sorry. Yeah, she's gonna you're gonna be in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> um do you have a go to music that you listen to before tournaments? Anything to get you hyped? Anything that slaps, you know what I mean? Like yeah. any rap. Nothing, nothing specific though. Nah, nothing in particular. Just anything that gets the vibe there, you know? Yeah, gets you going. Yeah. So mostly, do you listen to rap? Is that yeah? Is that the type of music you'll do? Yeah, Just no, for sure. Like Kesha. Uh, yeah. Well, that like Kesha. I know you bump. like a little bit of Kesha. Yeah, you should bump. <laughs> yeah. I have I have kids, so. I basically listen to Kids Bop. That's all I listen to. Yeah, Kids Bop. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Kids Bop. Do you listen to the current stuff or old school app? Or is everything? It... Yeah. Yeah. Anything that I feel, you know, like anything that has a good beat. Has that boom boom. Just bat. get you in a rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the most controversial question is, uh, <laughs> what's your top five jerseys in dodgeball? Um. It sounds so biased, but. I really, really like the jerseys that I was fortunate enough to wear. You know, like I, I love the black heat jerseys. Black heat jerseys. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, because the white ones I, look like the Astros jerseys. Um, and they just get dirty. You know, like. Uh, but yeah, I like them. I like your goat jersey. We've been talking nice. about that. Nice. <laughs> um, I like Rise's black jersey. Uh huh. I like pop that. Yeah, pop that's good cool jerseys. Thieves have a clean one. Yeah, thieves are really nice as well. Yeah. I, and and I, his I, new I, uh, hive one is. Oh, the one he debuted oh, the yeah. other day. Yeah, you yeah, like that one? No, he, oh, yeah. 
I love the way that Vince, you know, it's like he not only deserves, he designs the shirt, it's the shorts that go with it, it's the mm-hmm. it's the leggings to go with it, it's the throw it's the throw sleeve that goes with it. It's a whole outfit. It's not just it's not just a jersey. So he definitely yeah. it's a whole ensemble. Yeah, and then he gets them, sure. and he gets matching shoes or something to go with it as well, mm-hmm. and underwear. <laughs> I put out course uh, crowdsource questions last night, and I feel like almost every single one of them is the exact same question, who hurt you? which is who hurt you. We don't have enough time for that, man. We got time. That's it's a lot where, of time. Where did the who hurt you start from? It's a it's just a funny thing that. I just started saying, you know, I just like when people get mad or whatever it may be, yeah. I would just ask them, who hurt you? And it would like punch them in their soul. So I just, it just kind of caught on and people just started saying it back to me. Is it something you started saying in dodgeball or is it something you were saying oh, like in high school and stuff like that? I started saying it probably like two, three years ago. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's just something that resonates with like, I guess like my close friends and it's just a funny thing. Right. Yeah. It's really funny. I mean, I knew it was coming in because every time I post a question, every time I post something, you put it in there and anyway. I, I have to, so I was like, I'm sure everyone's <laughs> going to ask it. Uh, yep. And it's like, Sergio said it, Shelby said it, yeah. Markel said it. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And Sean yep. Robert Wheeler said it. So yep. yeah, definitely came out. I was out. like, am I going to have to answer all these? Like, <laughs> it's a, lot, combi- it's a lot of people all. who hurt me. Yeah. We'll just combine them all to one. Right. Um, the other thing that I feel like everyone said, and this is when I was like, oh, I guess he's been around forever. Almost every person was like, hey, you're like the nicest person ever. I'm just, I'm just happy to be your friend. So Sergio said, not a question, but want to say you're a real one. And I got nothing but respect for you, bro. Markel said, uh, he's just uh, not a question, but a statement. Just wanted to say thank you for always looking out for me on and off the court. Um, and other players as well. You're an awesome. It's an honor to know you and to call you my good friend. Thank you. So I just, I was like, wow. I guess I just, I just didn't know you, uh, and everyone outside of the region didn't really know you. So it's yeah. nice to, <laughs> it's nice to hear that you're a super nice guy on and off the court. I try um, to be right. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it goes I mean, back to the thing we were talking about earlier, which is like, you can be competitive and want to win and still be a nice person off the court. You don't have to be a. D- off the court just because you're competitive on the court. Yeah. So I no, think it's for nice. sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I believe like, I believe you should take the game seriously, right? If you don't, it's disrespectful to the people you're playing against your teammates as well as the game itself where mm-hmm. everyone, if you're playing to win, like if you're at a fun tournament, go on, have fun. Right. But if we're all paying money to go fly out to these places, travel to these places, we should take it seriously. Yeah. Like, and I love that about dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's nice that we all sort of hang out afterwards and can become friends. I mean, I know, you know, you and I had never talked before nationals and I made a point to reach out to you because I, I enjoyed watching like how you played and, and wanted to just say like, Hey, super, you know, think you're a really good player and enjoy watching you play. And I feel I like, appreciate that. You know, afterwards we've talked multiple times and, um, again, just a super nice guy. I appreciate that. Um, so Markel says, how bad do you miss Carson? I miss Carson. Carson was a fun league. Is that Carson, California? Uh, yeah. 
it was one of the only leagues with double hard walls. Okay. So there wasn't like a net or something that would kill the balls after you throw it. Mm-hmm. They dodge, the ball just dies. Yeah. Where it was a very, very fair game, right? Yeah, so no advantage sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. There was a league here in New York City that we used to play in. It was the same thing. It was like a sunken basketball court. And so you had hard walls on either side. Yeah. And so it was the same sort of thing. There's a lot of times where you're just – you're constantly just working on trying to make sure, you know, you dodge but then dive for a ball. Like, there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, throw your arms back, right? Yeah, just <laughs> try to anything you can do to try to stop the ball from rolling mm-hmm. on the other side, so you can so you can go on offense. I feel um, that. Yeah, that was the best. Shelby asks, "Where is the bird trophy?" I have it. So it? Uh, the the backstory to that would be, uh, I was signed up to play the Fit Expo for LA. I believe. Yeah, it was LA, and um, I ended up hurting my hand so i wasn't able to play but the team that i put together was ended up winning so i kept the trophy and it was like this probably three and a half four foot bird trophy yeah and shelby wanted it but i took it from her so you have it still in your house i do i I originally took it from my brother but he didn't want it or he didn't have the room to keep it so Mm -hmm. i just have it but it's going to Shelby. Uh, there you go, Shelby. Yeah. You're going to get it back. <laughs> Arian asks, why do they call you Connor Toothick with two C's? Look at me. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle asks, please don't give him any recognition. <laughs> so would you say, I mean, I know you and Kyle are really good friends, but you guys are also unbelievably competitive with each other. I know that, like, Absolutely. just from a, an outsider's perspective, yeah. especially also because, you know, you know, one of his on Heat – which is sort of like the new doom and he's on rise. Um, yeah. Are you guys friends in the sense that do you enjoy seeing him succeed or does it just burn you up more? Of course. Like I love, I love seeing Kyle win. Like I have nothing. I never want to see him lose mm-hmm. unless he's playing against me. Yeah. But <laughs> to be blatantly honest, but it's always a competitive thing where he shares the same philosophy that I do. If I took it lightly against him, you would see it as disrespectful, and as would I. Of, yeah. He deserves my best, and I deserve his. You know, where you should try to beat each other, to better each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does his succession, like, because he started, did he start on a rise before you started on dope, or did yeah. You- I know that he was – he started playing prior to I, uh, prior to me. So was him succeeding in, in elite, like, motivation for you to be like, all right, I'm going to jump in this now? Or is it just – it just worked out timing-wise of Vince moving to Dope and having a spot – or I, moving to Heat and having a spot? And... I, I, I think just how we're – like, when he got invited to Rise, I was super, super happy for him. Mm-hmm. And – I believe he deserved to be a part of that. And I think that his choice to go to Rise and play with them is proper for him. And I think me playing with Heat was the proper choice for myself. Yeah. You know? And you guys never, I mean, there's no thought of like a, a Kyle Connor team, you know, a new team. I mean, not it's at always, this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's we'll see what top, happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Uh, Sergio wants to know, what's the funniest story involving Kyle and your brother? You don't have to limit it to one. You can. Um, I'd have to say when he got arrested. Which one, your brother or Kyle? Uh, Kyle. What did he do to get arrested? So we played this tournament called Viva Dodge Vegas. It was the very first Viva Dodge Vegas they had in uh, Vegas. It was hosted on New Year's Day. We all showed up New Year's Eve and we were at this bar and he ended up getting arrested and showing up probably a minute or two before the game started. And he walks in with his suitcase, wheeling it in, in the clothes he had last night. And he played. And we ended up winning that, actually. <laughs> I had a broken left arm. I had a cast on. It was an incredible time. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so how long have you and Kyle been friends? Did you guys go to high school together? Or? No. So I, um, Kyle was the first person that brought me into a competitive aspect of dodgeball where I was playing with uh, Ketchum and um, John Bohr, played on the team called Silent Assassins in Costa Mesa. Mm -hmm. uh, this was on Wednesday nights, and Kyle needed a sub, so he invited myself and my brother down. And that was the first taste that we got of playing competitively, but yeah, that's kind of how we met, but more or less. <laughs> So you can't get your brother to play competitive anymore, or he's just not interested, or he—he he kind of messes his arm up, oh. and he doesn't. I don't think he enjoys the sport anymore. So yeah, <laughs> like I your... try to get him to play, but he just doesn't want to. Is your older brother? Yeah, my older brother. And was he a baseball player as well? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he played baseball. Um, Shelby wants to know how many Red Bulls do you drink a day, and Casey. Reed changed it to be Red Bull vodkas. Too many. Too many. That's not true, though. I'm just entertaining their question. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Steve asks a little bit more of a serious question. Uh, what pushes you to play at a 10 every time? I hate losing. Yeah. Just simple as that? Yeah. <laughs> just can't stand it. I, I hate losing. And, uh, what do you do or tell yourself when you when uh, you have moments of doubt, weakness, or insecurities? I think it's a lot about realizing that one play can't make you and one play can't break you. That you are about the consistency of mm -hmm. how you play day in and day out. And that's what encompasses how you are as a player versus people deciding to judge you off of, oh, he had a bad day or she had a bad day, mm -hmm. right? Kyle asks, now that you live in Long Beach, will you be trying to reclaim the prettiest girl in Long Beach? I've had that title for uh, a while, to be honest with you. Um, someone anonymously asked, have you ever caught anyone uh, on video cheating? Absolutely. You want to say who you caught cheating? It's someone that everyone knows. All right. <laughs> um, so then Kyle uh, has one more question, which is, so like 
on uh do you ever watch hot ones i do um can you explain your grant this gram i'm gonna put it up on the uh, screen do you have you seen you know what picture i'm talking about yeah all right so i don't need to put it up on the screen so I'm go flexible. ahead you're flexible that's, that's all flexible. That's, that's the only explanation that's the only i can give i'm a human pretzel you say um, what tournament was that playing at? Uh, that was after a, a Carson night, I believe. Yeah, that's in front of Keegan's bar. That's a that's a Carson night. Nice. <laughs> um, Lucas asks or says, "You are cool. Who else is cool? Name your starting six of all cool team. All cool team. Yeah, you're all cool team. Females or males. It's your it's your choice." The coolest people I know. Huh? Just limit it to dodgeball so people actually are willing yeah. to yep. know who you're talking about. Yeah. You'd have to be captain by Nate. All right. So Nate's yep. captain. <laughs> um, let's say Azalea, Brittany Masro. Um, Is that three more? Joanna. Okay. Nicole Chasen. And Cedro, dream cool team. team, pretty cool team. That's a really cool team. <laughs> um, how has it been playing with the Cedro? I mean, he's like the. I guess all the people on on Heat are all relatively new to you. Yeah. Um, how did you feel? Like, sort of, did you feel like you meshed with those guys pretty quickly? Because, um, like, you guys aren't all from the same neighborhood or same area, so you guys yeah. don't you don't play together, you don't practice together. Did it take a while to sort of mesh? And of those um, players, who did you know besides Vince? I'm I just I just knew Siege. Or I mean I just knew Vince. Like So you didn't he, know Tyler but, either. Or I knew T G like here and there, but like I didn't personally talk mm -hmm. to T G that much prior to yeah. playing on Heat. Um it was very, very organic. Like they allowed me to play the way that I would like, you know within reason and they allowed me to find my place in the roster mm -hmm. where I fit. And it was really, really a good experience. And on heat, who sort of like takes like the, is it Vince sort of takes the leadership role and sort of makes calls or is it organic? Whoever's out there, or whoever has the balls kind of takes the roles of that. Usually, usually it's the corners. Mm -hmm. It's usually Siege or Sean. Gotcha. And then Vince will come in here now and then, whenever mm -hmm. it's necessary. But they usually make the right calls. Yeah. Well, you definitely seem to pay off for you guys most of the year. Thank God. Um, Catchem asks, how much money or how much travel <laughs> did you put in to play in leagues and practice? Yeah, so I lived in San Clemente, and the closest leagues that were to me was either in San Diego, the Rise Practices, mm -hmm. which is across Pendleton, a good hour 15, hour and a half. Uh -huh. And the closest one towards L.A. would be Long Beach. So I was driving a lot to play, at least an hour, hour 15. And how many days or nights a week were you doing that? When I was at my peak, I would play three nights. That's a lot of that's a lot of driving for dodgeball. Yeah. yeah so you I definitely caught the bug and loved it. Yeah. No, it was fun. 
Yeah. And so you've done the rise practices yeah. and they never pulled you, they never tried to pull you in on all those things. I or, mean, they, they, they invited me, but you know, I think timing just wasn't right. Yeah. So you've been playing catch them also for like years as well. I guess that he was saying that was like six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you've definitely been like totally involved in like the elite world, just never sort of ended up working out for you to come into it until this yeah. year. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, him and I grew up around the same cities. So we <laughs> kind of knew each other, you know? Yeah, he was saying that you guys even played like high school sports against each other. But yeah. Didn't, didn't know it. Yeah. Not not until we showed up to dodgeball and realized that. That's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the last uh, crowdsource question, which is from Vince, uh, he says, why don't you just play 8.5? I love 8.5. I played against his team. I won't play for his team, though. Yeah, that's it? Yeah. I just want to play Vince in 8.5. Catch him? No, I just want to play Vince in 8.5. No, no, I'm saying and catch him. Not actually oh, catch him, mm, but no, I'm gonna throw catch him out. Vince. Oh, you're going to Nope. No, I'm going to throw him out. You're going to throw him out? Uh-huh. Well, maybe, maybe one day you'll get out there and play. Mm -hmm. Um... um the last couple of questions I have, so I try to ask this question, which is, is there anything that you carry in your dodgeball bag that you feel like sets your bag apart from like the rest of the people? Like, do you have anything different you carry around to a tournament? Something like a lucky, you know, something lucky, um, something you wear, something. Inhaler, I guess. <laughs> right. I guess so. Do you feel like, uh, as you, so you have asthma? Yeah. Does that affect you on the court at all? Or you feel like you've just had oh, some Oh, for sure. For sure. But it's not something you feel bad for me for when I smoke cigarettes. You know? It's like kind of like you're asking for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Is your asthma based on smoking or you just always had it? It's sports induced. Yeah. So. So was Nationals uh, day one in the heat yeah. good for you or worse for you? Oh, it was terrible. Terrible for it you. Was, yeah. Like I was saying, like in between games, I was saying outside and they'd be like, come in and i yeah. run into play and then i run back out to go catch a breath yeah i mean that gym was ridiculous but yeah i mean um, do you ever feel like you're you're worried about yourself because you can't breathe or it just it just affects you in terms of trying to catch your breath kind of stuff no not regularly mm -hmm. like it i'm usually fine but there's times where it hits yeah. usually in like extreme heat like how it was in in nationals mm -hmm. where it was super humid and just <laughs> did you terrible. play i can't remember if this was last year or if it was two years ago but there was a portland west round that was super humid was that last year maybe it was two years ago uh, everyone said that i was like almost worse than nationals oh, was boy uh, which i find amazing because i don't think i've ever played in a gym like i felt like it towards the end of layout like turning playoffs the ball was literally sweating the court yeah. was sweating it was like the most uncomfortable yeah. I've ever been. I couldn't no. believe like how hot it was. And you, you I couldn't find anywhere dry. I couldn't find anywhere dry on my body mm -hmm. to like drop to the even like hold the ball. Yeah. I think we I ended up that. losing the shade to any team. Perfect. Uh, not because of that, but I mean it definitely didn't help. Might be. Would, Might be. It, it definitely didn't help that we could I couldn't hold the ball. Um funny. But yeah, that was like definitely a uh, a memorable start to your nationals. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Day two was a lot better than that other gym. Um, and then the last thing we always like to do is like, do you want to give any shout outs to anybody? Um, thanks to anyone for coming out for dodgeball. Anything you want to give shout outs for? Uh, I mean, just to my team and my friends that listen to this podcast. I appreciate you guys for hosting it. You know, it really does a lot for the sport. I think the people that care about it do listen, regardless of who the interviews with or whatever it may be. But thank you guys again. Yeah, and thanks so much for coming on. I uh, I really like you know, I you know I like talking to the players that are sort of newer, upcoming, and giving them a little bit more of a a platform for people to know them nationally. So. Thanks for coming on and let me, you know, give you that little chance to shine and get your name out there a little better. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I hope we see each other on the court soon. And I hope that you can make the USA team because I think your uh, game really translates well to it. So I appreciate. I think you have a good chance. Maybe just stop smoking cigarettes. All right, so that was an episode with Justin Bosch and Connor Liu. And guys, thank you so much for being willing to hop on. Justin, thank you again, man, for for being an awesome guest host and and being able to fill in the um, the times when I can't make it um, due to whatever reasons. Um, thank you, Sergio Leone, for being always down to QC and and help us get the episode out in some manner. Dom, if you're listening, thanks for being there to post for me on my behalf when I can't do it. Um, but also, thank you so much to the community. Um, just just because this is this is a very weird year. No, no one thought come June 1st or January 1st that we'd be facing the stuff that we're facing now and, uh, being able to detach from reality and, and talk dodgeball, um, has been great, uh, especially since we can't play it. But I do want to go back real quick and, uh, mention that this episode was recorded before George Floyd was, was murdered. And, um, by no means are we trying to gloss over that fact. Um, it's just one of those things where it happened. Um, Justin recorded the episode, and we just wanted to hold on to it and give people an opportunity to just focus on what really mattered, and that is the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, if, if It's not even a debate. Um, if you're on the fence, if you're debating all lives matter or it's all about the police, um, you're in the wrong side of history, and we really need you to get on board. Um, and if you are on the fence, I'd invite you to listen to the quick episode that I recorded with Vince and Layla talking about just, just a snippet of what their their life is like uh, growing up um, African-American, um, especially nowadays, which is just, um, it, it's it's beyond me how we're in 2020, and, and these are the things that we're facing right now. But on a happier note, um, if you are interested in future episodes if you'd like to suggest guests if you'd like to guest host if you'd like to suggest topics um you know i'm down to do whatever we can that's productive and helpful um if you are protesting please be safe um and yeah just come back to us uh when we can play dodgeball again but um that all being said if you are still listening have a great uh rest of your evening a great rest of your week a great weekend stay safe and we'll see you soon